Coming up on today's show, tips and tricks for catching them all. That blue dude is back. Nintendo is going old school. And I've never run into technical difficulties, but sure as hell run into me. This is episode 32 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all the geeky things we're passionate about. Today is July 17th, 2016. My name is Alex, and JoJo's right here. Hello! How are you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you? I am I am really screwing up right now. This is going to be a <laughs> lot of cuts in this <laughs> track. We're, yeah, you know, this, this, this episode is be... just going to be Alex talking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just me, but we also have a guest. Yes, we do. We have Eric on the line. Eric is all the way up in Pennsylvania, all the way up. In uh, very, very, way, far very, away. Up. Yeah. very far away. Very far away. Eric, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. This is very exciting for me. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Eric is part of the Filthy Casuals raid team. Nice. That I uh, that I started. Um, he's one of the original founding members. He helped me run the team for a little bit until he took a little break. Um, but outside of that, Eric, why don't you tell people um, listening a little bit more about you? Sure. Um, again, as Alex said, my name is Eric. I live up in northern Pennsylvania. Um, kind of just a typical nerdy guy. I like to drink beer. Uh, I like to play video games. Um, huge Game of Thrones fan, huge WoW fan, like Alex said. Um, we've been playing games together now for, is it going on two years? A little God, over it's two almost, years? almost three years now, I'd oh say. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I work in state government for the state of Pennsylvania, doing um, all kinds of big big projects um, for our Department of General Services here. Uh, it's a lot of um, construction stuff, a lot of uh, procurement things like that. So uh, that's the more serious me. So when I come home, I really just need to um, kill imaginary dragons, as I tell my Heck girlfriend, yeah. and uh, and relax. So yeah, it's a and and obviously to be on this show, I think the prerequisite is that you like to you have to like to drink beer or um or at least get like mildly, that. yeah at just least to, get just to appreciate yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and you uh brought this beer that we're gonna well beers actually we'll get into that in a little bit um and one of them's familiar if you watch our uh lost levels video series and you know on that note a uh, quick couple housekeeping items right yes, i mean wa- go, go to youtube and, and check out the lost levels it's our little video series that we started um you know playing video games uh where jojo and i suck at video <laughs> games mostly alternatively yeah <laughs> let's just put that in perspective one at a time like i <laughs> yeah. either suck or jojo sucks like we expend all our energy on one stage and we're done for the next one and so we just yeah. like leapfrog <laughs> so uh yeah just uh go, uh go to you know youtube search for the geek 30 happy hour also give us a five-star rating on itunes we appreciate all that love and support that helps us get the word out about um this show i'm already starting to get the indigestion because i've taken a <laughs> i've taken a couple swigs of this beer before the show and i'm and it's i can awesome. hear the burps yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they God. smell good though yeah, thank you thank you you know i put a lot of effort <laughs> yeah into how my burps smell um what else what else should we tell people <laughs> to about? be fair this beer i mean lends itself to to, to good smelling burps it right. does right. um and i'm actually really excited to tell you guys about what we're drinking i think it's really creative and eric um again is to thank for this so with that let's get into the beer segment oh hello geek study it's beer time 
Today's beer is brought to you by Mixology, taking one great product and or actually taking multiple great products and make them into one. Yeah, I that did that works. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, advertisers. I just completely screwed that up. <laughs> We're mixing two beers. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of beers probably people are familiar with. You can find these um, really anywhere. We got these beers at uh, Total Wine here in the D.C. area. Um, Eric, where did you pick up these beers? So I got them at a local giant. Um, the big things here, we have a lot of our local grocery stores have started having beer gardens. So that's where awesome. I mean, anywhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. So the two beers that we're mixing are uh, it's Duclaw's Sweet Baby Jesus, which is a chocolate peanut butter porter with a, uh, a beer from Wells called uh, Banana Bread Beer. It's their it, it literally just tastes like banana bread. Literally. You, guys, you guys would probably remember us drinking the banana bread beer in one of our uh, Geek 30 um, Lost Levels uh, videos that we did. Yes. And that was thanks to Eric. Uh, yeah. It was earlier this year. Um, Eric and I met. Uh, it was actually New Year's. I was going to say um, it was uh, late last year, actually. Yeah. And we met up and he donated that beer to the show. We're bringing it back here and we're mixing it with um, a favorite to a lot of people, Sweet Baby Jesus. So apparently there's a couple different ways you can mix it up. And Eric brought in Sweet Baby Jesus. And I can tell you this pairing is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. What was the other one that you can mix this with? The, the Wells Banana Bread would go with, what's the other beer? Uh, Young's I'm Double drink- Chocolate. Yeah, I'm drinking it actually with Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Nice. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. So uh, let's tell people a little bit about these beers. Um, Duclaw Sweet Baby Jesus, according to, um, our, there's a beer advocate website It says, um, first brewed in 2011, this chocolate peanut butter porter is jet black in color with a tan uh, rocky head, huh? full body <laughs> and creamy luxurious mouthfeel. Sorry, we're eight years old over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to point out mouthfeel is my favorite descriptor for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Words, uh, you know, beer, milk, everything. But it populates a lot for beer and we're just enjoying it. <laughs> you know, I saw that new Ghostbusters movie. How was the mouthfeel on that movie? Oh, you know, it was a little heady. <laughs> a little gamey. A little gamey. Uh, anyway, so it it's says <laughs> it's, it's lightly sweet. Multi-flavor is, accent- is accented. Uh, by rich flavors of chocolate, coffee, and peanut butter, and balanced by a subtle, 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 as they say, <laughs> hop character and moderate 6.5% ABV. Sweet Baby Jesus finishes smooth, dry, and roasty with lingering notes of chocolate and peanut butter so savory you will exclaim its name. Sweet Baby Jesus! <laughs> so I do want to point out this beer is a Maryland beer. Yeah. It's oh. brewed in Maryland. Um, and this kind of caught wildfire, I want to say, two, two and a half years ago. It just really spread through the region. It's been awesome. Um, I definitely taste the peanut butter in there, but it doesn't mm-hmm. taste like a gimmicky peanut butter. It tastes like a natural peanut butter, which is sure. awesome. Um, I don't really get the chocolate notes off of it, but I do love it as a whole. Mm-hmm. It doesn't... It, it's it's very when people play with these beers, sometimes it becomes very uh, fake tasting or fake sugars or fake you know this whatever. This actually works really well. Yeah, it's I, a really you, balanced taste. I have a, an open bottle of it right here, and I just took a swig of it just by itself without the banana bread beer in it, and definitely tastes way more of the peanut butter in that. Exactly. Um, I think there's a tendency with with some of these porters that mix you know typically sweet flavors where it can very quickly become cloyingly sweet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and those are the kind of things that are hard to you know hard to stomach after a while. So I think Sweet Baby Jesus does a really good job of kind of mellowing that out so that you get uh, you know the typical bitterness that you'd want from a good you know dry roast coffee almost, and then along with that sweetness. Right. It's something you can actually enjoy the entire night. Just have not just have one and then it punches you in the face after that. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the, the beer that we actually mixed it with was Wells Banana Bread beer. 
uh, there you go to this is actually a beer from the UK, um, which I had no idea. Um, that's pretty cool. It says tempting. OK, Banafi. How do you say this? Is it Banafi? Banafi. Basically, this is a, a an English dessert. Uh, Banafi pie is an English dessert pie made from bananas, cream and toffee. Toffee with a T. Yeah, and uh, a U for UK. B A N O F F E E. So yeah. starts with a ban, ends with the offy. It's ban really the, weird. Way, the way I see it, it's your guys' podcast. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, and all you guys got to know if you're listening to this is that it's really fucking delicious. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great beer. I love this stuff. And they're this is, both great individually. Yeah, and I've had the Young's Ch- Double Chocolate Stout. Also, I love that beer. That's one of my favorite beers. Mm-hmm. The mixture of the two works really well. Totally. Uh, and. and just quickly finishing the tasting notes for the banana bread beer. Um, it says that banafi pie, you know, aroma tempered by a grassy lemony nose, all leading to a finely balanced, fresh, delicate flavor of peppery hops with a lingering dry finish. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? I'm going to open up one of these by itself so we can take a quick swig of it. Um, when passes over to Eric in a Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, thank you. You know, it's really funny. It's not overwhelmingly banana-y. Right. Until it hits, like, the back of your throat. Right. And then, but up, but up front, it, I don't know, it's, I almost tasted the lemony sort right. of stuff that they were talking about, but then it just leaves, it just, it's banana. It, it's, it's, it's that overripened banana. It's that yeah. one that it's been on a counter for a little too long. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's brown and bruised and whatnot. Not in a bad way. It's, it's not a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and sweet and I mean, it's not too tart. It's not like a green banana. Um, it's just, it's dessert. Yeah, and <laughs> it has a, it's a 5.2% alcohol uh, ABV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Let's cheers to the mixed drink. We've got what is it? Two thirds of the banana bread and one third of the sweet baby Jesus. Nice little clink there from Eric. That, <laughs> that was too. good. Thank I just you. cheered myself. So, <laughs> and it tastes—I don't know—ours because we got more of a peanut butter chocolate porter. It tastes like a, a peanut butter banana sandwich dipped right. in chocolate. It's like an Elvis sandwich. <laughs> it's so good. So I, good. This is such a great mixture. I would have never thought to mix banana with chocolate as a beer, and these both work so well yeah eric tell us a little bit about what you're experiencing on the other side of the microphone um yes so so you guys had mentioned uh with with the with the dewclaw sweet baby jesus you're getting more of that peanut butter flavor obviously with the young's double chocolate style you're going to get more of that overwhelming chocolate flavor that comes through um and i i can't quite remember where the first time i had this was my inclination is there's a bar down in georgia visiting a buddy of mine um and they had something like this because they, they would mix all kinds of different beers. And uh, this combination is reminiscent, I mean, of obviously just dipping a banana in chocolate. That's sort of where the, the idea com- comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's, it's, again, it kind of masks some of that banana flavor while still giving just a little bit of it. Um, it's just, it's delicious. I, I love the combination as evidenced by the fact that I'll soon be down two beers. <laughs> this is a good this thing. Show get, this show could get out of hand pretty quick. We're, we're gonna get. It's gonna be nuts. It's kind of the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out. This is kind of cool because this is actually just pouring two together. Usually, when it comes to beers, you uh, you layer them like a cider and a Guinness, or a Blue Moon and a Guinness, or anything in a Guinness. Yeah, really, <laughs> at that point. Um, but like a black and tan, or a black and blue, or a red velvet, or a black velvet, or you know anything like that. Everything is is separated. This is actually mixed all together, and it just it really works together as one. Creates a nice color too. Absolutely, it's, it's actually it seems kind of darker 
on the bottom and the top, and then the middle of it is like a beautiful amber color. Right. Uh, yeah, try this at home, kids. Unless you're, you know, under 21 kids, and then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. <laughs> Go to fucking doing? school, people. <laughs> what are you doing? You're really reaching for that uh, explicit tag today. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to remember, remind them that they're yeah. too young to be listening to us. That's fair. No, good point. Good call. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, thank you, Eric, for bringing us these beers. Thank you so much. Yeah, This absolutely. is really cool. And we've got some really fun topics to talk about today. Absolutely. So you want to just jump right into the news? Sounds good. All right. Geek 30 News. So before we really jump right into the news, let's talk about... So last episode, we talked about um, a couple of, you know interesting topics one you know a female um uh iron uh, iron girl girl. exactly that hasn't been determined yeah i mean how are they gonna assuming yeah yeah. so let's just say iron girl um and then we also talked about how sulu was going to be portrayed as gay in these new star trek movies right and you know both of us our immediate thoughts were like yeah it's cool that's awesome because it, it pays homage to george takei who actually came up and was talking about how he didn't like this. Right, right. So, so Jojo, tell, tell folks about the, the latest in that news. It um So, obviously, George K has always been gay. That's <laughs> That didn't actually accidentally happen overnight. Um, and when they originally filmed the series, he was talking to Gene Roddenberry about it. And Gene Roddenberry didn't want to... Because they had a limited amount of time for the show, mm-hmm. he didn't want to go into it because he didn't want to have to describe and set up, you know, backdrop and a lot of descriptions and uh, and whatnot. Um, so, keep going. Okay, sorry, we uh, we just experienced a little random like blip over here. <laughs> um, so what what ended up happening was he was mad because to change a character that's already existing was kind of against Gene Roddenberry's original plan. And that's where he got mad. Now, Zachary Quinto and Simon Pegg both kind of came out and said, hey, you know, this is you know, for the better. It's part of the stories. It's going to work well. And George Kincaid likes that. He likes the, the the progress of that, per se. But he still sees the original character that he played as, this is how Gene Roddenberry saw it. Why would you change the original character? If you were to apply that, why not bring in a new character and have that as their story, not just change a character that already exists? That's a fair sentiment. And... You know, I guess I didn't ever think that Sulu was straight or not. I always figured, right. you know, it, it it wasn't ever defined. So therefore, you know, it would be kind of cool to pay homage to George Takei. But I respect that point of view, too. Right. Um, you know, so I, I thought that that was interesting. I was in Rome when I was reading all that. Right. Uh, last week and I immediately thought of the episode that we had just released. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting perspective. Um, so if you guys have any um, thoughts or ideas around that, um, let us know. Geek30podcast at gmail.com. I, w- I would love to hear uh, the audience's perspective on that matter, whether you're gay, straight, you know, LGBT, whatever. D it's all the above. <laughs> yes. Bingo. So to keep the, the topics rolling, though, uh, very first news, Pokemon Go has been a huge, well, hit, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> it, they've been having technical difficulties. <laughs> but when it works, it's really freaking fun. It's, it's, it's not just a hit. It's a phenomenon. It is. It, um, it's been out, what, two weeks now? 
Yeah. About two weeks. About two weeks. And it already exceeded Twitter, and it's fast approaching Facebook and the amount of people who are using it. That's incredible. And that's crazy because it's only Android and iOS. It doesn't cover BlackBerry or uh, Windows phones, which yeah. certain Blackberries are, are Android, but that's neither here nor there. It's wild. Yeah, no, um, go ahead. Not Eric. only that, but there's also, um, I mean, I, I may be mistaken, but I don't even think it's released in, in some different countries still. Like, I'm not sure. Does China have it yet? Mm, I don't know because I, I know they were no. doing test markets. I know Australia actually got it before we did. Really did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know because they were trying to test it out first, and I, I, that's why I said the the joke about it on the last episode that I think they pulled the trigger too fast on this one because it wasn't quite ready for us uh, for mm. the U.S. <laughs> uh, you know approval. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there. You know, if you're kind of jumping into the game, you'll notice that there aren't. A, there's not a lot of guidance in the game. It seems it's like correct. Go walk around. Uh, or it's like, here's three Pokemon, click on one, here's, okay, this is your first Pokemon, it's either Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle. Um, the classic original three. But well, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of things that they don't really tell you kind of after you're going through all that, like little ways to maximize how you're, um, you know, encountering Pokemon and how to, you know, put the curveball thing happening. Right. So uh, we found an article that talks a little bit about some different tricks. Absolutely. That you can do. Now, um, a lot of people who have played Pokemon in the past, they picked this game up and said, "Okay, I can go with it." And for the most part, they've got about seventy percent of the game. But there's a lot of things that are they've been introduced into this new version of the game um, that aren't explicitly detailed. And so that's what we want to point out. Bingo. Uh, so Eric, what what are your thoughts on um, Pokemon Go? I mean, you've been playing a little bit, right? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't. I'm, I'm not like a. I'm not Pokemon Master or anything like that. Well, <laughs> I'm playing that. Yeah, let's. Neither be am I. I'm a Tatawan. Yeah, <laughs> but, but um, no, I think it's great. I mean, my my generation. I think this game came out uh, when I was in fourth grade. The original Pokemon. Um, you young people, I shake I, my fist at yeah. you. <laughs> Eric and I are about uh, the same age. That sounds about right. <laughs> and I was already driving. <laughs> Oh man, Jojo had like um, three grandkids at that point. <laughs> well, to uh, to reiterate, when Pokemon person. came out, I was sixteen. Woof. Woof. All right. Okay. Anyway, so um, all that all that aside, uh, <laughs> I've, I've really <laughs> I've grown up with Pokemon. So I mean, I, I, when I thought when this was first coming out, I kind of thought, okay, we'll see. Maybe you know, it, it might get a little bit of attention. Um, but I think that I, I honestly, I'm shocked. I mean, my girlfriend who had no concept of how big Pokemon was whenever she was younger. I mean, she's only a couple years older than me had no idea and I, th I think her exact words were oh yeah i know who pokemon is and, uh, <laughs> great i said stop singularly stop, stop. Um, fantastic it's i think the cultural phenomenon of it's fascinating i, I, I I'm, I'm actually really surprised how big it is yeah it's very true sorry i was just finishing drinking beer uh it's very true I think that, you know, like I was walking around today, I was walking the dogs. I had Deanna with me. Um, there was a time uh, we were driving to church today and I handed Deanna my phone. I was like, if you see anything pop up on there, I need you to catch it for me. And she goes, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, just here's my phone. And so a Pidgey showed up and she started like throwing Pokeballs at it. I'm like, don't waste all my Pokeballs. Like, she just threw um, 40 Pokeballs at a Pidgey. She's, she's learning like, about how big of a phenomenon uh pokemon is and and how it's affected so many people it's really funny um yeah i think my, my girlfriend was initially skeptical of it and I, I wish i could bring up the text message where um I, she first saw the light as i like to call it um and i believe she was sitting in a bathroom at work and uh and said so she caught four pokemon um, <laughs> there said, was okay, a, a picture gotta, i saw recent, 
uh, this is a picture I saw recently on the internet where it was a bunch of judgmental like teenagers. Uh, uh, the first, it was like two pictures and they're identical to each other. The first one's like, you play Pokemon? They had this like judgmental look. Yeah. The next one is, you don't play Pokemon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like two months Deanna, ago versus now. I was looking at Deanna today when we were taking them on a walk and um, I was like, just download it. Like, just catch stuff. And she's it's like, free. no, it's okay. You know, she's well, not really that into it. And, and and I was like, no, just do it. Just do it. And I was trying, I'm trying to get her to like start catching the Pokemon for me so she starts to get... <laughs> kind of into it outsourcing your pokemon labor (laughs) no it's just more so i'm trying to get her like into it but you know deanna's gonna listen to this and be like nope never doing it (laughs) but i'm gonna get you let me ask you guys this you're gonna do it (laughs) deanna she's already glaring at you (laughs) you're gonna play pokemon with me right (laughs) maybe on game boy yeah some of my favorite moments of the show is just hearing you yell at Deanna from like your basement. <laughs> uh, let me ask you guys this how 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 big do you think this can get in your opinion Bigger than it already is, actually. I think that it has nowhere to go but up from here. The potential is huge. You, you don't think this. we reached our critical mass with it? No. No, because I think there's well, going to be a drop-off at some point, yeah. and then it's going to pick back up again. And and just the creativity behind it's going to get huge. I think that they have a lot of potential for uh, bolstering a community in this game um, and doing more with the teams that you join. Go Team Valor. Anyway. No, uh, Team Mystic. <laughs> fuck you. We're actually wearing red and blue shirts, by That's the way. That's true, actually. We are. That's great. I kind of want to join the yellow potato team just to uh, just to balance it out. I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that. Uh, so, Send your emails to Geek30. Yeah. <laughs> gmail.com. Let us know what team you joined. Eric, you do well, but Mystic looks good on you. Just saying. <laughs> so let's talk that. about a, a couple of tips and tricks and we have an email or an email and a website that we can share with you of some other um, and we've already written through this uh, article so i'm going to elaborate a couple of the details yeah I'm, definitely I, there are people who are already like level 38 whatever i don't know i'm only level nine Silly. so i'm not saying that i'm a master but i've seen stuff i read stuff and so i'm going to try to give some extra details where i can yeah so jojo why don't you share a couple of, of tips and tricks for the for the audience so the first thing that comes up tip number one is tracking and they don't actually put all the details on this article, so I do want to uh, elaborate this one in particular. So the footprints that are under each animal is actually a distance animal? of animal or Pokemon. <laughs> Monstoid, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there, some people say it's 50 meters, some people say it's 100 meters, but it's a, it's a significant amount of distance between you and that, that Pokemon. Um, what they don't tell you is if you highlight one of them, um, you have to do is you spin yourself in 360-degree uh, circle, and whenever you get in the right direction, the box that actually shows the Pokemon you're tracking will flash green. There's going to be like a green ring around it. And so you go in that direction towards that Pokemon. That's huge. He told that to me before the show, and I was mind blown. Right, exactly. So now you actually have a direction. Yeah. You're not just like wandering uh, like aimlessly around mm-hmm. it. So it, it actually gives you a heads up. You might have to spend around a couple of times because, you know, you're based on satellite positions and it doesn't always work that well, yeah. you know. If you've thrown up, it's uh, probably... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe you spend a little too quickly, but uh, spin until you see that green ring um, pop up and then you just follow that ring and that'll actually uh, help you go in the right direction of the Pokemon you're searching for. I know I'm looking for one more Eevee so I can make two evolutions. I'm looking for a Jolteon and Vaporeon. So. What about a... Uh, uh, what's Fla- Flareon? But He's red, though. I don't want it red. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, okay. I don't. You, you're a closet. You're being ridiculous. Valor- <laughs> I, no. Valorite. Valorite? Never. Valorite. 
<laughs> um, I'll be curious to see if they expand this into, uh, you know, like eventually to make battling a little bit more dynamic. So I think, and again, I'm not high enough level to, to try out the gyms or anything, but I'm right. curious to see if, you know, will they eventually allow battling between people and stuff like that? Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking yeah. is that at some point they're going to let people battle each other directly, at least yep. for training purposes, and even trade with each other. Because I know I have a couple friends that I would love to trade certain things with them and vice versa. Yeah. And Justin, you're listening. He texted me that you got a freaking Pikachu. I want I want a Pikachu. Asshole. Yeah. Uh, here's another trick. You could actually get Pikachu as your first Pokemon. If you haven't started yet. If you haven't started yet. And the way that you do that is that, um, you know, in the, when you first start the game, you are uh, you see three Pokemon, uh, Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur. You can... We both messed up and got Bulbasaur. Yeah, just because we were like, oh... We I, love Bulbasaur. Yeah, Don't I get like me Bulbasaur. wrong, but this wasn't the Pokemon I want to start off with. I usually go oh, with the Charmander. Should have sure with Charmander. Go with <laughs> Jojo, you probably go with the Squirtle? Squirtle, probably. Okay. Or Charmander. Yeah. Not Bulbasaur. Love <laughs> some Charmander. Anyway, I, uh, you, um, basically you can, if you... Uh, screw up the uh, the the capture of that first Pokemon up to three times. You'll see on the fourth try, there's a Pikachu. There's a wild Pikachu that you can catch. Right. So you can actually start um your your game off by just having a uh, a, a Pikachu instead of you know one absolutely. Of you can, you can Hi, force... Deanna. Hello. Hi. Deanna just walked <laughs> walked in. So when you were yelling up to her earlier, <laughs> she wasn't home. I guess she wasn't home. Now yeah. she's here. Now she's here. Hi. Um. <laughs> hello so um yeah you can force a pikachu if you want to start off with pikachu i did not mm-hmm. but i didn't want to start off with bubbles were either so. <laughs> I, I don't know I, I i would have started out with the pikachu because i'm one of those people i i yeah, love are you, po- are you team instinct is that no, what you're telling me I, I'm, I'm not like are you that. team potato no i'm not team potato <laughs> look for the team potato gif <laughs> anyway Alrighty. um so, oh and and improving your odds when you're catching a pokemon this is something worth noting you'll notice that when you're throwing the ball there's a ring that kind of gets as long as you're holding the pokeball that ring will yeah. go big from big to small and then go back to big and so it keeps like focusing on the pokemon the smaller the ring the better the chances are uh, of you of catching it if you hit inside that ring and if the ring is green uh-huh. it's it's an even better chance of you catching it right it basically goes from red to green so just green is easy the... yellow's harder and red red's is the hardest yeah obviously but um you can focus in so it's a really small circle but you only get the bonus of that smaller circle if you hit inside that circle so you can wait till it's a small circle but if you hit outside the circle you might not catch it yep and also uh you know you'll notice that your battery life probably dies pretty quick when you're playing this game like mine <laughs> that does. would never happen what no. are you talking about I- i've got a i've got an <laughs> iphone 6s plus a gigantic phone with a gigantic battery and it still eats up the battery on this thing right there's a battery saver mode in the settings basically it causes it like when it's in, when the phone is in your pocket um when it's upside down it basically turns off the screen yeah so it helps preserve your battery life uh that's that's been super helpful also to save battery life and to make things a little bit easier i know everybody's sending in really cool pictures of the augmented reality of like you know their pidgeos on their toilets <laughs> you know yeah. and people <laughs> hanging out with charmander and whatnot but if you turn the ar off that actually saves your battery as well and totally. it also makes the pokemon easier to catch because you don't have to keep looking for it yeah yeah totally it's interesting yeah Yep, and we have more great tips and tricks. Check out the show notes. We'll link um, some stuff there. Uh, if you'd like to share how your adventures with Pokemon Go are going, are go, go are going? Go are going. That's a weird that, thing That's just weird, but it's actually accurate. <laughs> Email us, geek30podcast at gmail.com. So second up in the news, we have a familiar face. 
We have a very familiar face. Rejoining the Star Wars universe. So I I, I, I want to point out again, Starkiller was one of my favorite characters of uh-huh. all time, and they dismissed him as a character entirely and named it as a base, which is a good homage, but he's just done. That there's no that character can't be anymore. Well, Starkiller was also Luke Skywalker's original last name. It, it was, but then he became a different character, and so the, he has this whole thing. He bested Palpatine and Vader simultaneously, and then gave himself up, and there's a whole bunch of canon behind there mm-hmm. that apparently doesn't exist anymore, because if it's not a movie or a show, it's not actual canon, according to Star Wars, since they bought it, we were bought by Disney. This is actually really cool. You've heard Jamie talk about it before on the show. Thrawn. 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 It's actually canon. They're actually making him part of the Star Wars universe. Yep. Basically, what they've announced via a uh, brand new trailer for Star Wars Rebels is that they're bringing the character. Uh, is it is it uh, Grand Ad- Grand Admiral? Grand Admiral, yeah, Thrawn back into the Star Wars universe by making him part of this show. Um, he was originally part of a s- trilogy of books that took place right after episode four, five, and six and were considered canon up to the point where Disney bought Lucasfilm and then it wasn't canon anymore. Right. But Disney has recognized what a fan favorite the yes. character Thrawn is in this Star Wars universe. And they're uh they're doing some fan some real service here by um by bringing him into this. We don't know too much other than he has become a, a Real pain in the ass to the up to the uprising, you know, re- rebellion, right, right, in the galaxy, and um, you know, I I think that it's a really cool thing that they did. When I was watching the 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 trailer this morning for this, uh, I saw the the silhouetted figure of Thrawn. Um, you know, just basically, it looked like an officer, an imperial officer, decked out in white uniform, and I was like, huh, that that. It almost looks like the the main bad guy in the upcoming Rogue One movie. Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to tie it in somehow. And then all of a sudden, they didn't say his name, but he's, he stepped forward and you see the blue skin because he's right. a chiss. And that's, that's, and that's I was kind like, of a definitive thing I was at like, that point. wait, wait. <laughs> what just happened? Whoa, what? <laughs> I was legitimately, it was like 5.30 in the morning because I'm still jet lagged right. and shit. Uh, and I was letting the dogs out, and I was watching that, and I was down here geeking out. Right. I was like, wait, wait. And then all <laughs> of a sudden they blown. say Thrawn, and I'm like, no way! <laughs> what the fuck? I was... I'm, I'm so impressed that you guys are that you guys can pick up on this. I, I feel like I'm missing out tremendously by not having watched any of the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars Rebels stuff. I mean, you it's, have to, dude. The, it's so the lore good. is so much deeper than I think you typically get out of a cartoon. It's like, yeah. Um, it's it's almost like a throwback to some of the stuff that you'd see in like the early '90s or '80s, like the old X Men cartoons, where it's right. like totally. This stuff clearly is is important. There's a continuity to it, and I, I love that kind of stuff. So, Eric, tell me, have you seen? Did you watch any of the Clone Wars TV no, show? You, no, you've told me to, and I, I I I feel I feel guilty almost that that I haven't watched it. Just I mean, um, especially given that you know I I thought at first the tie ins between. You know J.J. Abrams' new series and all that. I mean, the new the new trilogy and the uh, the old stuff would be a little bit tangential or wouldn't mm-hmm. you know uh, there wouldn't be a firm link there. But um, I, I think I'm kind of I'm coming to the realization that a lot of this stuff um, not only is is you know does it take place in the same universe, but there's a lot of direct impacts with what's going on now. Totally. Um, and, and so I think I need to I need to take a deeper dive into what's going on here. You totally should start out with watching the Clone Wars TV show because yes. there's actually some continuity from that into the Rebels cartoon, which gotcha. is I'm, really interesting. I'm a little ashamed to admit I, I tried to introduce my girlfriend to Star Wars and 
Oh, we didn't make it through the original series. Um, oh, God. So, I choked a little bit. I, I, <laughs> I, I cried. I died a little bit. We talking about? <laughs> oh, I, I tried so hard. And she and like we got that we got up to uh, to Return of the Jedi. And then she was the, the Ewoks hit. And she's like, I, I, I can't. I can't. I I can't I, Homegirl, I don't blame you there. I really don't. <laughs> she did like the new one. Though, so maybe maybe I can convince her that this oh, is okay, all right. good. No. Yeah, the, it's fun, man. Right. Um, But when I saw this, I was. I was like, oh, man, anything's possible here from, a, you know, an expanded universe perspective. What else would you like to see, like, Disney bring in? Like, would you want to see a Star Killer come in? I mean, I would love to see a Star Killer, but uh, Thrawn's big thing was the uh, Yuzan Vong, the, uh, the the group, that which is a, a, a race that just wanted to destroy stuff. So I don't know if they're going to bring him in a capacity where it's only him versus the rebels or if there's going to be a bigger picture because he was always a bigger picture person he was yeah um and i don't know i mean again i still haven't seen rebels yet i saw clone wars they're great on pointing out like the little gray areas and politics and you know the small battles to big wars and whatnot it'd be great to see him do a lot of the strategies that he did not only against the rebels but you know different like the outer rings the unknown territories and, and whatnot um because he he was he was one of the greatest military. He was the only Chiss uh, being to become an admiral because it was a human kind of a thing. It, right. uh, only humans ever did that in the uh, in the Imperial uh, naval fleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is an amazing person, much more so than a lot of people know. And I don't know if they're gonna actually show him for his true value or just do fan service and just kind of introduce him and you know make sure he's there, but not play him too hard. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, I, they're talking about how he's going to be on a on a scale like Vader. Vader, except where Vader is, is savage, he's just a strategist. He's you know? stra- he's a military strategist. Exactly, he's just super cunning, super smart. He's two steps ahead of you. You know, I just wonder. You know what? Honestly, though, dude, I'm wondering if the figure that we've seen in all the in all the uh, Rogue One mm-hmm. footage for the for the previews and stuff, and uh, I'm wondering if that's just all pre edited. And that's actually Thrawn. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, all I'm saying is that he, I mean they it, can go a different direction since they've gotten rid of the canon. Yeah, I, it's because spoiler alert: it doesn't exist anymore. It's canon, but um, Thrawn is killed by one of his um, subordinates because they found out that he like made a decision and they they were pissed yeah. about it. So he was uh, like assassinated or whatever. Um, that's where the Thrawn uh, trilogy ends. But in the Star Wars universe, they've changed a lot of stuff. They, I mean, yeah. Han Solo had a set of twins and a third child. Now he only has one kid. So right. there's a lot of things that are just not continuous. But they almost still pay homage to they, they pay the homage, vision of but it's, this. It's, it's not the same. So there's a possibility that maybe Thrawn's Force-sensitive at this point, just because it can't, he can be. Oh, well, yeah, why not? Because, uh, I mean, that'd be the only way he'd be the new uh, Snokes. Right. You, you had mentioned about um, how... how Typically speaking, uh, well, the grand grand admiral is, is a human position, right? In the uh, in, in the imperial army, I think it's interesting that there's been sort of, generally speaking, kind of a dearth of, of high level, I want to say, like alien kind of villains, you know, mm-hmm. um, from the perspective of like things that are kind of outlandish looking. You know, the, the prequels aside, with with some of the some of the crazy ridiculous CGI stuff they did, um, I think it would be interesting to have our and, and Snoke's obviously something something else. But uh, but I think it'd be interesting to have like a more down to earth, uh, sort of humanoid type of villain character. Now, they says here in the article that there's that they want to treat him as like a Darth Vader level of villain. Do you think that means that um, 
that we'll see some big repercussions out of him, like a character death or something like that. I think I think we're going to see him making a big impact on the universe in some kind he, of fashion. I don't know that he himself can perform at the level of Vader, obviously. Well, but he depends. can make the commands and make the yeah. plans and and set stuff up to be as ruthless as Vader. I don't I don't think that you're going to see him, you know, having a lightsaber battle with Ezra and uh, what's his name, Kanan, Kanan, Kanan. I don't know. I think that's his name. Anyway, um, but you're. Oh, and also, you remember the blind Jedi? Yeah. In I, Rogue One. There, yeah. Uh, no, not in Rogue One, but in the uh, the the Force Awakens. Is it no, not the Force Awakens? The one with Star Killer. Uh, the Force Awakens. No, that's that's the new movie. Jojo. <laughs> oh, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there's more than one Star Killer now. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Jedi Star Killer. Yeah, the Jedi Star Killer. Force Unleashed. Jesus. Force Unleashed. I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. It's been like 10 years. <laughs> there is a, so in that game, there's a blind Jedi. Right. They're talking about how... Let me see. Kanan uh, Star Wars. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Kanan Jarrus. That's, I, I, it's been like a couple months since I finished up season two. But anyway, you know, he becomes blinded. Yeah. And there's a blind Jedi in the Force Unleashed, and they look oddly similar. similar. Yeah. It's so there, there's all these like little tie ins, man. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see what they do. Uh, but I, I definitely think Thrawn is going to have a big impact. And I, I, can't, I just can't wait to see what happens in this new season coming out. Uh, so we're going to have a, an article up. If you, uh, watch Star Wars Rebels, uh, you know, let us know your thoughts on this unveiling um i think this is awesome if you're not watching this show watch it it's not just a kid cartoon it, it right. really isn't well the star wars it's shows fantastic. have never been just no, kids yeah. only they they definitely involve kids but they're so much of a bigger uh, scale than that right right so the, now let me ask you this yeah. before we get off this topic because this where can where can folks watch this people can watch it so if you've got if you've got a cable provider like you can download a Disney XD app or just go online to like, you know, Disney or whatever it is and log in and have access to all of the episodes, the entire series. Yep. The entire series. Very cool. That's how I was doing it. We have an Amazon Fire Stick and there's a Disney XD app on there and we just logged in back when we had cable. Right. And just watched it there. Nice. Awesome. Yep. Now I know what I'm doing after the show. Bingo. Um, I'm gonna start that this week. Yeah, do it, man. It's so <laughs> I gotta so put Archer good. on on pause. So so good. <laughs> uh, so our last topic in the news is something that JoJo and I are really excited about due to retro gaming. And Eric, I know that you're a you're a fan of retro gaming, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially some of the old. Uh, now you guys are. I think this article is going to be a little bit different, but the old uh, Super Nintendo stuff I love. Oh, especially I love that <laughs> stuff too. So Nintendo Classic Mini, Nintendo Entertainment System is coming out in November for sixty dollars. Jojo, so, tell everybody about this. When this happened, Alex heard me from Rome squealing like a yeah. teenager girl, <laughs> and your and your brother immediately hit us up like. You guys got to do some stuff with the lost levels on this. Got to. I agree 100%. Well, he wants us to play more retro games, obviously. Yeah, Double Dragon? Don't, f- yeah, oh, my God. That would be so good. The problem is our, our Elgato device is only HDMI right now, so I think I need to go buy a new one. But I mean, I'll No, run- no. This this has an HDMI port. Th- no, this one has HDMI, but we wait until November. If you want to do it earlier than uh, that, we'll then we got to do it. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll wait until November. Okay, it we'll it wait gives until people something to look but forward to. But Double Dragon? Oh, my God. Mega Man 2 is on there. Yeah. Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda. So many awesome things. So according to I, Nintendo's website, um, it, 
It says, bring back memories and make brand new ones with Nintendo's ultimate retro gaming experience launching the 11th of November. Relive the 80s when the Nintendo Classic with the Nintendo Classic Mini Entertainment System. Uh, the Classic NES is back in a familiar yet new form as a mini replica of Nintendo's original home console. Plugging directly into a high-definition TV using the included HDMI cable, the console comes complete with 30 NES games built in, including beloved classics like Super Mario Brothers, The Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, and Kirby's Adventure. I don't want to like sidetrack this, but that was damn good considering you just came from Rome like 14 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of jet lagged, and you, am, you actually went through that like a trooper. <laughs> I, I am so jet lagged. Um, I'm really excited about Double Dragon. I'm excited about. Uh, I'm looking at the titles. Kirby. Yeah, Star Tropics on here. Really? Super yeah. C? What are you excited about on this list, Eric? I got it. Super Mario Brothers 3. Honest to God, I think it was the oh, first yeah, that was the good. first video game I ever played. Um, I, I, I still have my old like regular Nintendo, and it still works. Uh, but um, but this is obviously much more functional. I This is the most random thing ever, I think, that, that I enjoy about this. I love that box <laughs> that they show there. <laughs> Absolutely. It looks like something that you would buy in the 1980s. Now, now granted, I was only, I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't alive in the 80s. Um, <laughs> so this is more like, you know, live the 80s. That's cool. But I don't JoJo, feel old. Give us no. your perspective. <laughs> Poor JoJo over here. <laughs> I was born in 80, by the way. I lived through the entire uh, 80s before I was you. Born, were... I was born in the 80s. <laughs> it was like the tail end of the 80s. Like 90. <laughs> I was born in 88, you know? So. Like 90. That's all right. Um, really excited about this, though. Only 60 and, bucks. Dude, I, okay, so here here was my dilemma when I originally saw this. Uh-huh. I was like, well, why am I going to buy a whole new system when I could just buy retro games on my Wii U? But, I mean, you get 30 games for $60. It's, it's a nostalgia feel. I actually like it because the controllers, actually the ones you can plug into your Wii controller now. Yeah. So the ones that you yeah, plug I in agree. directly into the NES, you can now play on your Wii and Wii U. So even if you don't buy the system, I would still buy the controllers. I'm going to buy the system, obviously. It's only 60 bucks. Yeah, it's 60 bucks. Yeah, 60 bucks is hard to beat. $2 like, a game. Yeah. Plus you get a retro Nintendo system you can put on your you know mantle and show off to everybody. Now, here's a question. Does... I, I, don't, I don't think... It does, but does it actually take the old cartridges? No, I don't think so. I think it's a mini. I think it, it's it is like a handheld. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it looks though like it would lift up right there. It, well, I think it's could. it's modeled in the original, but it's not. But doesn't actually enough. look like a flap, right. Like you know, yeah, that's just a plastic casing, unfortunately. It'd be so cool though. Yeah, like because you know Jamie, for instance, has all those old cartridges sitting yep. at his house. I mean, he's got an actual old right. Nintendo though that still works. Which I'm, I'm still working on getting a tube TV so I can start playing my Super NES and my N64 because I tried playing them on HD TV and it's not the same. No, it's completely... It's not. It looks interesting weird. here, if you read this box, going back to your cartridges comments, 30 games pre-installed. Yeah. So if, if they're pre-installed, if that thing's not functional, I, I thought I had read somewhere that maybe they weren't going to be releasing games beyond these 30. Yeah, that, I mean, that could very well be what it was. I didn't want to assume that because I I wonder if they sure. maybe have like a USB spot where you can just pop in a flash drive or a hard drive and add more games. Hey, maybe. I don't know. I'm still, I'm I'm really happy. I'm really happy with the lineup of those 30 games. Right, exactly. For for what you get there and the. Oh, yeah, you're getting your classics. Oh, my gosh. Sight Bite, Double Dragon 2. Yeah. I don't, I I can't tell you how many hours I've put in Double Dragon 2. Metroid? People have put in like 500 hours into Skyrim. I put in like 10,000 hours in Double Dragon 2 between me and my brother. And the original Final Fantasy. Yeah. 
where you couldn't beat it with all red mages or white mages, which was one of the mages you can't beat as a whole group. Yeah, and okay, so Eric just shared this article from Kotaku. The mini NES won't get games beyond the ones that were announced. That's okay. So, hey, that's fine. And it does answer some of those other questions, like the console does not use physical media, and therefore the chamber lid does not open. But, I mean, it, it's it's like you guys said. I mean, you're, you're getting so many of the classics, like Ice Climber, Ninja Gaiden. I mean, you're getting Dr. Mario, yeah. which uh, is by far the weirdest yeah. Mario spinoff, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> weirder than Mario Sunshine. I, I'll be honest. I, wait, is, no, I don't even know what that is. Never mind. Mario Sunshine. That's the one. Account. That's the one where you walked around with a backpack full of like water, and you would. It's like it was like Mario. 3D, that's the one where Nintendo developed really like weird. a twenty-eighth chromosome, and I, they were riding a <laughs> short yellow bus. <laughs> I, I, see, weird. see, I'm okay with that. Like Mario was a plumber, and, and you know he finds there's water involved with plumbing. Okay, maybe so he fills a bag. You're stretching there, it though, bro. In no way should he be allowed to practice medicine. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there was a, a VG Cats comic about that where someone screwed up the Dr. Mario pills. And also you, it cuts to the scene of Luigi with like foam coming out of his mouth. <laughs> that's so dark. That's the best thing ever. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, that's the news uh, for this week. I, I think it, there's really interesting stuff happening between, um, you know, the, the, the news about Thrawn, which was a huge highlight for me. Um, this and, actually gives me because oh, I didn't have reason before, but this yeah. actually is going to be the motivator for me to watch Rebels. Now. Yeah, it's great. And then you know this new Nintendo system. So again, if you want to watch us screwing up on uh, on <laughs> on video games, uh, go to YouTube, search for the Geek Thirty Happy Hour. Our whole video series is called The Lost Levels. Make sure you subscribe. Um, so that, tell us what you want to watch. Yeah, if you don't want to watch you know, yeah. this game, well, watch another game. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. We're happy to we're happy to try something. Exactly. Um, but we had a couple of really good responses from last week's question of the week. Let's get into that. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. So last week's question was, uh, which fictional world would you want to live in? And um, Joe and I had some interesting thoughts. If you go back to the last episode, I said, um, I said Star Wars at first, but then I thought about it some more, and I said Adventure Time because right. it's you know kind of light and wonderful and adventurey and exactly. Et Jojo, you said Cowboy Bebop, yes, right. Um, I wanted to bring our guest in to answer this question uh, from his perspective. He and I actually talked about this a little bit yesterday. He wanted to talk about it. Uh, Eric, what fictional world would you want to live in? Okay, so initially, like I said, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. My first thought was like, man, it'd be so cool to live in the world of Game of Thrones. I quickly realized that was a horrible answer um, because yeah. I'm pretty sure I'd be dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> your death would be imminent. And it's yeah. nothing, it's nothing and, personal. Yeah, you'd just be dead because everybody right. dies. Uh, I'm not important enough to be like a lord or something like that. And well, even then, it, I mean, no it, one's safe. Took, uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Jojo. Uh, don't Mar- get attached to anyone. <laughs> yeah, don't get attached. <laughs> That's the thing. Is, well, I, I already know that because uh, George R. R. Martin. It took so long to get a uh, Twitter account because he had to figure out how to kill all 140 characters. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. That was bad. <laughs> Slow clap. Uh, <laughs> just, just. Um, but no, and so I, when talking with Alex yesterday, I think the, you know, the, the, what I would pick was probably, you know, the world of Harry Potter. Like, that's, that's amazing to me, the idea that there's this whole secret society that kind of exists um, and, and sort of does things totally backwards. And, yeah. and even beyond the idea of the magic and stuff, I love the fact that and it's something that's so subtly done and, and it really comes through in the movies, but um, their their society sort of stopped developing at a point um, because they, they didn't need mad there. They didn't need technology because they had magic. Right. I mean, um, why do you need a cell phone when you can operate somewhere? 
so I think just that whole concept of sort of that they're locked in time, I think, is is, is fascinating. Um, they were it, talking about Pokemon Go earlier. Uh, <laughs> is it fair to say I'm jealous of that fictional world? <laughs> Can I change my true. answer? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, <laughs> that's awesome. That's, it's a cool, it's a cool of, world. Yeah, and the flip side of that, I think, however, is also there's a, there's an interesting article where uh, J.K. Rowling talks about the class sizes at Hogwarts, and uh, they, they, they asked her the question about why does Harry's class seem so small compared to, like, all these other groups of kids. Like, previously, there's hundreds per, per class or whatever. Uh, and, and they talked about how small Harry's is when you see it. And J.K. Rowling talks about the fact that because of Voldemort, um, parents either stopped having children or there were just so many deaths that they couldn't, they, you know, they were sort of restockpiling. So there is that kind of dark aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, wow. If I can come into things afterwards, then, then we're good. Yeah, wow, wow geez. That, yeah, yeah that's, sorry to be a downer. That's, uh, <laughs> should we just end the show? I mean, I just don't even feel like it anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Neville Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had some other good uh, responses to this question. My mom actually wrote into the show. Really? To, yeah, to Stacy. Yeah, it's so, a Stacy. It's a it's a it's a difference. Not Stacy the Star Trek nerd. Not Stacy. This is a completely yeah. no. This different is Stacy. This is Stacy, my mom, the Disney nerd. Yes, she says. Oh, so. Yeah, she says this is entirely too easy. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Done. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. My disagree. <laughs> Why? That's you don't want to do the word of the weird. day. <laughs> no, it's a weird ass place. La la la. You uh, never. Oh my god, it was crazy. There's too, many, like, awesome. there's too many talking like objects in that for me to feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna end up like sitting on something. Like I'm gonna go to take take a poop, and then all of a sudden the toilet's talking to me. I'm like, no, dude, come on. I'm just <laughs> trying to relax. That's his job, though. That's, I know. Well, dude, isn't that the show where he uh, the the couch always tells him to sit on his face? Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. Before it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd get along with your mom. I'd have a beer with your mom. Uh, she doesn't drink beer, but no, she man. would hang out with you nonetheless. Okay. Um, Deanna also wrote in, believe it or not dun, dun, dun. Uh, she wanted to contribute she said stars hollow from the gilmore girls yeah i know deanna i'm 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 almost three seasons in um <laughs> ah! i can i can commiserate um lorelei oh, gilmore seems God. like a fast talking woman uh, and i can i can respect that choice no fucking way my girlfriend's uh, a huge gilmore girls fan oh, deanna so. no i i watch it with deanna every once in a while like i'll sit down and and Usually my engagement with that show is I sit down. I'm like, okay, so wait, what's going on here? And then she explains. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I get up and and go do something else. I, uh, I think we can all just agree there that Dean is I don't, again. I'm not sure how far. I'm not that far into it, but Dean's awesome, and uh, Jess is a dick. Uh, team Jesse, okay, okay. Team Jesse. I don't know what's going on. I don't have a vagina. You guys asked me before the show if I had any if I had any passions that I wanted to speak about. Maybe I should have brought up Gilmore Girls. Yeah, maybe you should have. <laughs> next next time. Next time. Next time. Next we'll have, time. Gadget. We'll just next have uh, Joe and I all walk away. We'll sit Deanna in front of the mic and let Eric and Deanna just talk about Gilmore Girls. Next time on Gilmore Girls Thirty. <laughs> next G Thirty. <laughs> and uh, you know it was funny on the on the Facebook feed. Uh, Veronica from. Uh, the the geeky parents episode yep. was chiming in. She's a big Gilmore Girls fan, so I have a feeling that Deanna and her are going to be getting together soon to to watch some Gilmore Girls, especially yeah, with the new. I guess there's a new season coming out or something. Yeah. Um, and also Jason, this is Veronica's husband, uh, wrote in. He said the one, the one where Jed uh, Bartlett was president. So you know the West Wing. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's that's fair, especially with that's the way this uh this this uh, elections going. So. He'd be a solid president. Anyway, um, 
So those were a few of the, the responses. Thank you so much for, for responding and providing that feedback. So I don't know if we actually got an email from my bro. I thought he was going to send one in. But I didn't, uh, you I know, did you, did he? Uh, he might have just texted me directly. He might have forgotten to Well, <laughs> what did email. your brother say? So he actually was thinking about Ready Player One, the whole Oasis environment. Ah. He thought that would be kind of cool. But he ultimately decided that he would be on the grid from Tron. That's a cool answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's kind of, yeah, that hits home with me personally. That the reason why I bought a 3D TV was because of the new Tron. Uh, right. so it's a fantastic movie. We both are big fans. It makes sense. You can, I mean, the world is your oyster at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Oh, very cool. Uh, well, um, great feedback. Again, thank you very much for, for all of this. So uh, we have a new question. Um, this is actually kudos to Eric who thought of this question. So I want to give him credit where credit He's smarter due. than we are. Um, Eric, do you want to introduce the question of the week? Sure. Let's, I hope I can remember what it is. Um, the, the question we want to ask is, what was the game? What was the video game that made you become a gamer? So Eric, wh- what was the video game that became that helped you become a gamer? Um, the first one that I ever like that I was just fully engulfed with, and it's actually probably probably two. Uh, the first being Mar- Super Mario RPG. Um, there was something about that sort of that that RPG element that didn't take itself too seriously, but was kind of um, had lived in a very fully fledged fleshed out world, and kind of uh, just was very fascinating to me, and I love that. It's also I think it may have been the first game I ever beat um, from really? start to finish. And I, yeah, and I was very proud of myself there. Another one was when I was younger. Final Fantasy Tactics um, was so different oh, than anything I yeah. played before, and uh, and so those both of those games, I think the the the, pol- the political aspects of it uh, again, it probably speaks somewhat to my to why I like Game of Thrones so much now. Is uh, Tactics had a very rich story from that angle, so I think it'd be those two. Uh, how about you guys? So for me, Street Fighter Two, the World Warrior. Yep, Street Fighter Two, the Super Nintendo Street Fighter Two. It was very cool. So. I spent so much time as a kid playing that game. Right. And I still your ass on the, a lot uh, of t- the, hey, the, the trip last you know, year. <laughs> okay, listen. With the Honda. Okay. <laughs> All I did was play Ryu and then Haruken your ass a couple times, and I still and won you, some matches. Okay? So lost. <laughs> All right. So I played no, I played that that game a ton as a kid. E Honda, I beat the game numerous times as E Honda, just doing the. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do anything else, right? You know, you're just sitting there like the 100 hand slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make that a sound clip. (laughs) That's my new text tone. (laughs) Yeah, every time I text (laughs) you. Anyway, um, that was the game that made me me a gamer. And and I fell in love with the Super Nintendo. Um, I had played the original Nintendo as a kid, but I just, it like didn't really sink in. Maybe it was just because I was too young because I, I wasn't even born when it came out. Does that, does that help? Did you have any games or was it mostly like, <laughs> was it Pong or like ColecoVision? <laughs> I mean, the original system we had had like a pull start on it, you know, with a gas engine. So back in the day when we had to turn the channel to channel three and tune the TV, you know, on a TV that only had 13 channels, by the way. That's, yeah. We were lucky if we had color. Some TVs were black and white in our household, by the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was old school. We had RF adapters. We didn't have the whole VGA uh, or like uh, composite ah, or super really? uh, video, whatever. I remember the RF adapter a little yeah. bit, actually. Well, that, that was that was a necessary thing in our household back in the day. <laughs> so many moons ago, I I played the ever living 
piss out of Double Dragon Two I was, and Mega Man Two. I was I was hoping that you would say that right. Double Dragon Two was going to be your. Well, your I don't I don't catalyst. know that it's necessarily my entry drug. It's it's definitely. But um, it's the catalyst. I would. It's one it's one of the catalysts. Definitely, it, yeah. my brother and I played it. We played it a lot. We were you know two players. It was doing was fantastic. We just loved it to death. To actually play on my own to be a gamer was a Link's Awakening. Not a Link's Awakening. A Link to the Past. On a Super Link to Nintendo. the Past. Yeah, yeah great. Great, great yeah, fantastic. We've That's the one We've got, got some good games yeah. at our disposal. Like all three of us, I feel. So, if you would like to um, provide your feedback on what game made you really love video games, what what's the game that made you a gamer? Email us geek30podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at geek30. Um, if I had to make a guess for my mom, Galaga. Really? My mom is a Galaga machine. Oh, wow. My dad ended up um, getting her this like little arcade thing uh-huh. that it looked like an old arcade machine, like a little mini one that you could pop like an iPad. Top. You could oh, pop right. an iPad. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, and, and it has a joystick and yeah. a couple buttons. And she was on that thing all the time. Either that or we had it on a computer. She was on it all the time when I was a kid. Um, so, and I'm trying to think of my dad. My dad, Doom, would probably, I'd probably say the original Doom for my dad. Oh, wow. So my dad never played video games except for things that had something that wasn't a controller. He played uh, Duck Hunt twice. <laughs> I remember both times that he played Duck Hunt. And that was, he was over it. Yeah. And then he played Wii Bowling once. And Wee kicked boy. my ass. Really? <laughs> I was yeah, like, dude, are you serious? I've been playing games for 20 years. Deanna's, just... Deanna's grandfather yeah. wins like Wii Bowling tournaments down at the rural retirement yeah. place right here. That's awesome. It's maybe cause wild. He, maybe because he bowls in real life. No, he doesn't. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't, I don't know. I mean, he, I, you know, the thing about Deanna's dad's side of the family is that they're all very naturally like athletic. Yeah. But um, like her dad played football and baseball, like all this stuff. Her, her uncle was like all American in Ohio and all this stuff. Uh, so, you know, her, her grandfather's kind of the same way. Right. And he just, like, he picks up on stuff. They all play pool, like professionals. Right. So like he picked up a little Wii remote and he just kind of like figured out anything involving physical movement. It's, it's like, wow, these people just pick it up. Like That's it's crazy. nothing. I'll never forget my dad's favorite game. Cause he always used to yell it. It was, um, get off your ass and go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, was see, the best. that was an issue back in the 80s. We loved going outside. It's true. <laughs> Nintendo's yeah. what we did when it was raining. You know, yeah, yeah, the sun hurts my skin. It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'll kiss at it and, you know, it's the worst. Or when we were in El Paso and it was like 114 degrees outside, then we couldn't go outside. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you lived in a hellhole there. I lived there not, everywhere. Not like, it wasn't like a bad area, but like, literally, it was like it hot. Was Satan's asshole. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Where you could fry an egg on the sidewalk, kind of a deal. So again, the question is, what is the game that made you a gamer? Email us, geek30podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Oh, you hear that? Finn's barking upstairs. He got all excited. Um, that's probably time to end the show right there. What do you uh, say, he, he just gave us a ringtone. Yeah. Or, or not a ringtone, like a bell tone, uh, a, like a yeah, final like a, Jeopardy kind of it's a... Like, it's like the guy in the back of the auditorium flashing the light at the comedians. Saying, right, hey, exactly. Get off the stage. <laughs> so, JoJo, where can people reach us? So the email is geek30podcast at gmail.com, and 30 is spelled out. So geek30podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 443-424-3350. We are on Twitter at Geek30. Again, 30 is spelled out. You can actually search for us on both YouTube and Facebook by putting in Geek30 Happy Hour, and we'll pop up on both. We've got Lost Levels videos on YouTube uh, recently, which is going to be awesome. Yep, lots of great content. And then we're on the internet, geek30.com. Yep, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. 
Um, and like Joe just said, subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher so that you can catch all the latest episodes uh, when they come out immediately on the RSS feed. Um, thank you, Eric, for being on the show today. Thank you so much for this beer. Oh, guys, Mixed beers. So, oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It's, uh, it was an awesome time, and I'm, uh, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll invite me back. It's, it's comfy up here. so Good. <laughs> now, you're always welcome well, we back. We can always go visit him. They've got Yingling up in uh, That's Pennsylvania. That's what I'm saying. Down here, we've got like Lost Rhino and whatnot, so in Tin Cannon. I, he, I, I, I told him, I said, our, our bed upstairs where JoJo's crashed numerous times <laughs> is, uh, is warm from JoJo being there, and you can, you can stay. <laughs> Literally like JoJo's holding me. It's swaddling yeah, me. If, if you need to be cuddled. <laughs> JoJo has a natural body heat of 150 degrees. <laughs> you might have to bring down the AC a little bit, though. That's the case. And uh, thank you to Dewclaw and Wells for helping us uh, combine these two Both beers. individually great beers yeah. and a great beer combined. Yeah, it was uh, it was a cool experience. And again, thank you, Eric, for this great, uh, this great combination recommendation. And uh, thank you to you guys for listening. We will see you all next time. Thank you so much for nerding out with us. Go ahead, Eric. Say good, goodbye to all the people out there. Goodbye to all the people out there. All right. See ya. Coming up on today's show, tips and tricks for catching them all. That blue dude is back. Nintendo's on, going... Go- <laughs> Wait, what? That blue dude. That blue dude is back. <laughs> no, sorry, that was just like verbal diarrhea. <laughs> that blue dude. <laughs> Please include that in the final show. <laughs> you should hear the fuck-ups. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make a show where we have all the fuck-ups. Yeah. yeah you need a blooper reel. <laughs>